If I told you what that what I put them lads through, you wouldn't believe it. Curling has to be the most difficult, eye-hurting sport I've ever witnessed. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been described as the bridesmaids of Harlan, but today we got married. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air, and then hit it. Both, both of hearts, like, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through taking place. Six days on from battling to victory against Kilkenny and a gale force wind, expectations were high heading to Crow Park to face Dublin. Fast forward 70 minutes and Wexford found themselves down to 13 men and down two points and it looked as though we were being brought back down to earth. Step forward the O'Connors. First, Owen O'Donnell gets sent off after a tussle with Jack O'Connor. Then Rory sticks over a free from his own 65 right at the sideline to add to his three previous wonder points. Jack then gathers the ball on the 45 and races it to the 13, says, screw being brought back down to earth and sticks the ball in the bottom corner. Ben, it's hard not to get carried away. Yeah, really, like, just a very strange game. You have to... You'd have to understand if we thought that we were going to be beaten. You know, we were losing for for most of the game, really. And down to 13 men. And then the lads somehow pull it out of the bag again. This team, they're just never beaten. Especially a game with such little flow down to um, down to some odd refereeing. Strange, strange refereeing. I actually remember there was one point in the second half this is actually it was actually good for us I think Eamon Dillon got a hand pass and he took with two steps and the ref blew for steps and then Wexford fans Dublin fans everyone was just groaning even though it was a decision that benefited us everyone just knew that this wasn't the way Hurling should be played but we got the win and I suppose we have to be happy in general we got chatting to 10 year Wexford veteran David Redmond during the week uh, about the match and his own hurling career, David scored the only goal in the 2017 Leinster semi-final against Kilkenny, the first time we beat Kilkenny since 2004 in the championship. Here's our conversation with Davy. Episode three, we're here with longtime Wexford veteran, eight-time county medal winner. Am I right there with that, Davy? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Eight-time, one-time Leinster winner. One-time Intermediate All-Ireland winner, 2007. Yep. And numerous underage club titles. Ten-year Wexford Aaron, David Redmond, how are things? I'm going very good, lads. Very good indeed, yourselves? Oh, very good. And I'm also here with regular host, Gary Dorn. How are you, Ben? How are you, David? Going very well, Gary. We were all in Crow Park on Saturday evening. What did you... First of all, I suppose we give up about the ref, will we? What do you think of Davy? I think it's uh, it's the popular thing this week now. Uh, the last couple of days is to uh, give out about the rest of. So. <laughs> I suppose um, it's hard not to. Um, I was up at it myself, uh, and uh, I thought it was crazy what was going on. Felt that Wexford were the ones trying to play hurling, and Dublin had set out their stall to try and uh, try and stop Wexford. So they obviously done their homework. I felt that there was an awful lot of cynical play. I think the between the the linesman. And, and the ref, I don't think they picked up on it. And I think that's what was incensing the Wexford crowd and incensing the, the Wexford players and, and the management. So um, I think it was allowed to happen for most of the game and it, it probably should have been tidied up a bit sooner. Yeah, I mean, you say that um, you thought Dublin were trying to stop Wexford player hurling rather than play themselves. How so did you feel that? Well, one of the major factors now that are, that's part of Wexford's Armour, you know, is the fact that we've got two wing backs like in, in Damian Rick and Sean Murphy that are bombing up the field non stop. Like it's become a characteristic of this Wexford team under Davy. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a huge attribute to have, um, and it's very, very difficult to mark as a, as a wing forward. So, from looking on, I mean, the ball was the ball could be on one side of the field, and you had. You had uh, Danny Suckliffe and, and Donald Burke, and they were both trying to stop Damien and Sean making the runs up the field. And uh, you know they were using <laughs> they were using any method possible. I think what was happening then was our two guys were 
were getting dragged into it then, were getting embroiled in a lot of pushing and shoving. And as a result, then they were they ended up getting the yellow card as well. So it's a bit like what we saw in the football with, with David Clifford. And um, at the very end, Sean, Sean Murphy uh, got pulled up on it. Yeah, I don't think it should be allowed to happen. I mean, Sean was trying to Sean was trying to make a run, and uh, the Dublin player took him out of it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I was, I, I was expecting you to say. I have it written down here as one of the points that the Dublin there. I actually wrote it down as the Dublin players dealt well with the Wexford runners from deep, and I suppose they dealt well with it because they just fouled them off the ball, and it worked because they weren't pulled up on it. The referee or the linesman never did anything about it. So, if you're a Dublin player, if you're Danny Sutcliffe or Donald Burke, you keep doing it, basically. Are you two lads suggesting that we should have had more frees in the game? <laughs> did you not think the 39 were enough, Ben, no? <laughs> no I, I thought Sorry, it was 49. 49 frees in the game. I think from, from just speaking to some of the lads as well, that probably you could do it a bit more... Like if you're the team that's trying to hurl, if you're like if you're the team that's trying to break forward and trying to get onto a ball, trying to attack, you're being held back. I mean, you probably need a bit more protection from the linesman. I mean, like I could I, I could see a linesman and he he was he was looking at uh, Sean and his man for the bones of a minute or two, and he was talking to him, and like twenty seconds later, uh, Sean got dragged to the ground. Like so. A bit of protection, maybe from the from the linesman. I'd I'd imagine before the next game, the Wexford management will probably um, probably bring that up. I'd say, and it probably needs to, because as I said, Wexford were the team that were trying to hurl. Yeah, I mean, it happens the whole time in in club hurling and club football, and you know you can't really blame the referee as much there because he's on his own most of the time, and he can't have eyes in the back of his head and. You're trying to make a run from deep, but he's looking at the ball. But when it comes to an Allianz League game in Crow Park, you, you expect it to be dealt with better. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think if it's if, if if that's not stopped now, in particular for Wexford now, um, every team is going to try and do it. Yeah, absolutely. And why wouldn't they? If, if again, if it's not being dealt with properly, and they're stopping one of Wexford's. Attacking weapons, you do it until you until you don't get away with it. Yeah, it's it, it's a huge characteristic characteristic of how Wexford play, and a lot of teams now are actually copying it. A lot of a lot of teams are um are starting to be a bit more positive and starting to attack the ball and, and drive up from deep. And uh, at the moment, Wexford are the masters at it. So yeah, it's it, they're actually even building on it from the from the first year debuts down, where the O'Keefe was um. Made a name for himself, um, scoring two and three points every day from wing back. And I mean, um, both at, at at one stage I noticed, I, th- I think it was a Paul Morris point from playing the first half, and we had Sean Murphy, Damien Rake, and Connor Furman all on the twenty-one, <laughs> which is absolutely mental. But it's very exciting to watch. It's very positive. It's very very yeah. positive. I think it brought it to a new level. Yeah, I mean, it was, even last year it was it was so evident, and it, and it is such an attacking platform, and it's so hard to defend against. Um, back to the referee, your own clubman Rory Jacob tweeted, "If hurling is going to be played like Wexford Dublin was ref tonight, we may as well forget about it. This is what you get when people who don't know the game are trying to interpret the rules. Let the game flow. It's a warrior sport with hits and physical challenges. Don't ruin it, please." Would you agree with that assessment? I, I, I kind of have to agree with Rory. <laughs> He's a clubmate of mine, and uh, he does know a lot about the game. In fairness, and he thinks about it a lot. And I feel over the last number of weeks, there's a lot of talk about changing rules. Um, with hurling, and it nearly feels like they're doing it for the sake of doing it. Like the game is evolving. There's no need to try and. To try and change it, I suppose you know there's a few little things maybe that could be tweaked. Like maybe the referee is under pressure on his own in the middle of the field. Like the ball is moving faster than it's ever moved, and that's probably one thing that they could look at. Like you can't expect one one man in the middle of the field to be able to handle an entire game and see everything. So the possibility of even getting more support maybe from his linesmen, more support from maybe maybe umpires. Maybe the umpires should be referees as well. I, I'm not sure, but. 
we read there's there's an awful there's an awful fear that there's going to be changes just for the sake of it. I mean, it couldn't be any better. Like, it, yeah, I mean, we're coming off last year's championship and the year before's championship have been two of the the best championships in recent memory. Like, they've been unbelievable. Some of the games, there's nothing between the teams, and some of the games have been magical. And for some reason, they've decided to go ahead with. Well, they haven't gone ahead yet, but it's looking like they could go ahead with some major rule changes without even trialing them. And that's that's kind of typical, really. Um, and there'll probably be um, very little consultation made with um, with teams. Um, and that is a case whereby the game is evolving so fast. The game changes in the in, in the space of a year. Different things, uh, teams are working on different things. If you want to see how quick uh, the inter the inter county uh, scene is changing, all you have to do is go to a go to an inter-county uh, training session and see what they're working on every night. The fear is that maybe some of the referees and, and linesmen aren't able to keep up with this, you know? Yeah, well, I definitely agree with the, the, like, the umpires at the moment. Might never have played the game. They might just be friends with the referee and brought along for the day, and they end up making crucial decisions, which is a bit bizarre. So maybe they should need to be a referee to be a to be an umpire. Are they qualified for it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, some sort of qualification for it. Accountability, accountability. Even you know, if players are being made accountable and refs are being made accountable, then these guys need to be qualified enough then to be made accountable as well. And then one of the rule changes that is possibly that we're talking about is the black card. That's going to be brought in for cynical fouling, but realistically in hurling. It doesn't solve the problem for um, if it's a cynical foul, if it's a black card in the last two minutes, you're still going to drag someone down and if they're in on goal. So I don't know. I don't see how the black card solves that. Um, absolutely, yeah. I don't think it will solve it because as we see in football now at the moment, sure, subs are being brought on and they're, they're probably being informed to do a job on a, on a star player with only a few minutes to go and take, take the card. So I prefer to go away from that altogether now. Just look at Penalties maybe for guys that uh, that are being fouled around the 21, stopping uh, goal-scoring opportunities. I think uh, bringing a penalty uh, for that kind of an infriction is probably the best, to be brutally honest. It's hard yeah. to believe, really, that a tactic or a rule change that hasn't really worked in football is being considered to help the game of hurling. It hasn't worked, and there are two different games. So The fact that they did actually trial it back in... 2005 and it didn't work in hurling and now that they're con they're considering bringing it in again straight in for the championship uh yeah bringing it straight in for the championship has been mad really when you think about it but it's probably seen to be doing something about it um there's incidents there now and they're being broadcast on social media they're being broadcast um on this the likes of the sunday game on uh, a lot of uh ga podcasts are being spoken about and the ga want to be seen to be doing something about it when there's probably bigger things that they should be thinking about and working on. I can't see any merit in it, really. Uh, the games are very different, hurling and football. We saw that on Saturday evening when we sat there for the Wexford and Dublin game and it was helter-skelter and the ball was flying at a, at a serious pace, um, especially near the end. And then we went and looked at the uh, Dublin and Donegal game in the football and... There was a serious, serious change in pace. And you can understand why there's a lot of cynical fouling in that game. Um, so they're just two different games. I can't I can't say any more than that. I was just reading there today about that Mayor Forna situation. John Kiley wasn't too happy about the Mayor Forna situation being uh, kicked out. If that does happen for a championship, that means basically the GA are looking at trying to stop uh, Mayor Forna's running onto the pitch during the game. What's, what's the thought process behind that? Absolutely no idea. Were we lucky in the end, in, in a way? Just, you know, at the time Owen O'Donnell got sent off to get that goal. Have we been lucky in a way, or is it just that the lads really have the resolve to get wins? Um, you can say that we were lucky, and you can say that this guy was gone off, and that guy was missing, and... and uh, Whatever, this guy should have done better. But at the end of the day, it seems to be a, a growing trend that Wexford keep coming back with this resolve and this resilience of, of never giving in. And that has been 
driven into these guys right from the very beginning. So all I can say is uh, that they'll just never, ever give up. And we saw that. We saw players stepping up to the mark at the very end. Rory O'Connor hitting a massive free out on the sideline in, on his own 65. And that, that probably inspired a lot of the other guys to go on, and, go on the, and drive on. So Paddy Foley winning a lot of important balls and 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 winning and, and driving forward and winning frees, they were huge moments. Like they were, you're talking about winning big, big, big moments in the last few minutes of the game, and and Wex, the Wexford guys are the ones that stood up and did that. So that's a growing trend. We're seeing them. We're seeing it. We saw it in the Kilkenny game only a, a couple of weeks ago. We're seeing it. it it's it's become a, a huge characteristic of this Wexford team. And uh, hopefully they can bring it to the next game as well. Rory yeah. O'Connor really is a fellow who could score from anywhere in the pitch, nearly. No, uh, Rory is he's an amazing young player, really. I remember when he came in straight off the back of doing his leaving cert. Um, and everybody knew his, knew his name from underage, but also he'd make a big, he had made a big impact on the club championship earlier that spring. And we were only just waiting for him to make an introduction. And when he did come in, he took off in that Waterford game down in Parky Cueve, like, and that was real, uh, a real statement. He's a serious player, and thank God now Wexford are producing players like him. Um, like nominated for Young Hurler of the Year. That doesn't happen every day for us. So finally, we've got some some quality, and uh, it's unreal. Like you've got forwards, you've got you've got forwards now. And we didn't have him. We have we've forward of serious, serious quality, as good as what's in Ireland, and 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 young and ambitious, and probably going to get better. It's an, um, it's an amazing and a really exciting situation where you have all these players, and they don't all need to perform on the same day. We're not relying on one player to perform. Like we had Rory O'Connor with three amazing points and the the free from his own sixty-five over the bar, and then you had Jack getting the goal as well and on another day it could be Conor McDonald or it could be Lee Chin that that does the damage that brings Wexford back into the into the game there's a lot of leaders out there um, absolutely yeah yeah absolutely leaders are uh, fighting in any team but uh, I think a couple of years ago we were probably accused of just being like a, a one-man team in, in Lee Chin and what's happened now is the likes of Rory and Jack have came in, taken away some of that burden, brought their own quality, brought their own style. Connor is still up there with some of the best full forwards in, and forwards in general in the country. Like So he brings his own star quality. And um, there's a lot of variety there. And then you have Paul Morris, who does so much, the ultimate team player. He does so much for the team. And he brings, and is a massive leader. In my own opinion, I think guys like Paul Morris, Dio Keith run the show for Wexford and they build a lot of the play, they create scores, they link they, they link the play and um, that is uh, what I think you, you, you need when you're trying to uh, when you're trying to uh, build a game similar to what Wexford have at the moment. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of find that Paul Morris seems to be a very underrated player. For me, I mean, he's just so composed on the ball and he always uses it well. He's he's really you know scoring consistently now too. From the last couple of games from last year, and the way he started this year has been really really impressive. But yet still, when when he gets on the ball, you hear sometimes grumbles from the crowd when he just seems to be taking his time to make sure he keeps the ball. Do you find that? Do you think he's underrated? Lads, to be to be honest, it's it's for people that know the game and know what's going on inside the game tactically and um, strategically you know that Paul is a man that's using his head using the ball and he's massively underrated absolutely massively underrated I mean the way we play there's a free man playing at the backs for the opposing team if we've got a sweeper Um, if that guy doesn't get on a massive amount of ball that's as a result of somebody being disciplined enough to uh, stop that guy and also stop his own man from hurling. And I feel that Paul has probably been given that job over the last number of years. 
and as a result he mightn't be getting the, the same plaudits or the same same amount of scores as some of the other forwards but I mean he's obviously a guy that's willing to sacrifice his own game um, and do that I mean Podrick Walsh I don't think he had a great game in the Leinster final last year and that was a lot to do with what Paul was doing in that game uh, and from the point of view of getting scores yes I'd say he's fitter now than he's ever been so that says a lot for what he's doing away from the training ground and um, probably one of the most professional players um, in the country really and he's um, he's a huge leader for his club as well and I think there's a lot of a lot of young people a lot of young hurlers in the county should really look up to a lad like Paul both ambitious um, on the field ambitious off the field and uh as I said, just going back to my earlier point, anybody there that can see the game and understand the game properly, they can see what uh, what Paul brings to it. Yeah, and just a couple of weeks ago, Paul hit his 100th game for Wexford, which is a huge achievement. And then Matt at the weekend, he also, Matt O'Hanlon, hit his 100 games. That just shows the experience that's in the squad. I mean, it is seen as a very young and youthful squad, especially with the way that they play the innovation that they play with the running game that they play but there is a lot of experience there too yeah and that's going back to the point earlier as well about having leadership there I mean Matt O'Hanlon has been there for a long time captain of the team for a long time so that says it's that's uh, I suppose tells its own story but I mean we everyone can see from the outside that there's joint captains there but there's uh, there's more than the two lads sharing that burden I mean we've got eight or nine leaders from Mark Fanning to Liam Ryan to Sean Murphy Dio O'Keefe Liam McGovern Matt O'Hanlon Lee Chinnock all those guys are serious serious leaders and um, yeah uh, and to be able to get to 100 games in this day and age with how competitive uh, hurling has become and the uh, the work that goes on away from the training field and away from match days it can take its toll mentally and physically. So obviously the guys are looking after themselves really, really well uh, in, 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 a, in, a, in a really professional manner. And hopefully we can see more guys get to that 100 game mark. I'd say there's there's, apps, there's definitely guys there at the moment that will achieve it. And um, I think as a, as, from a, as a county and from a supporter point of view, we should really be trying to make the most of that. Like a hundred games for your county is massive, you know. Yeah, and it's a massive privilege. Do you know how many you played yourself? <laughs> uh, I think I probably feel a bit short, maybe of the hundred. I probably shouldn't have went away, <laughs> went away <laughs> for a couple of months here or there. I should have probably maybe tried to get my few league games in. But uh, no, I don't actually know. To be honest, I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love to find out sometime. But uh, listen, I'd say I'd say you weren't too far short. Maybe I should have tried to get a few minutes here and there, but listen, if you're lucky enough to wear a Wexford jersey in any stage and um, get it for as long as possible, and you're, you're very lucky and you should cherish it. There's a lot of guys there that would uh, knock down the door to take it off you. So it's all about having the jersey, doing what you can when you do have it, and handing it over then to somebody who's willing to take it from you and drive on. Leave it in a better place than you got it, as you say. We often hear that, yeah, leave it in a better place. And I think now we've got guys that are chomping at the bit, young guys coming through, mad keen, ambitious, want to win. They have that winning mindset now. A lot of the younger guys do coming forward. They've they've beaten the Kilkennys, they've beaten the, the Galways, the Dublins, and they, uh, they want to go and achieve more. And that's what you want. You mentioned, we were talking, in your underage career, you hadn't bet Kilkenny and all the way up you hadn't bet Kilkenny and that first game first time you did beat them was in Wexford Park in 2017 how sweet was that to finally get one over them yeah yeah when it came to championship games over the years I was certainly used to playing um, playing Kilkenny and coming out the wrong end with usually a big defeat and like you're talking about Leinster at the time you, you probably played a Dublin, you probably played a, a Leash or an Offaly or whatever, and you, in, you invariably came up against a Kilkenny at some stage. And uh, in the earlier part of my career, you were coming across the greatest team of all time. So, yeah, went a long, long time without 
getting a, a win. And that day in Wexford Park was absolutely monumental. It was the first time I'd ever beaten them in a championship game, and it was a it was a game to cherish. And yeah, it was massive, and the crowd the crowd enjoyed every second of it. And they came onto the field afterwards, and it was it was huge. Like we hadn't actually won anything. We just won a championship game. Like we hadn't won a, a trophy or anything. But yeah, it was crazy. And when when you have a when you're able to have big wins like that, I think the Wexford crowd. Uh, lose their mind altogether. <laughs> That's what it's all about. When you say it was a monumental game, it really was because that was the that was the kind of the day that things changed over. That's the day like when Wexford started beating Kilkenny and, and since then we've kept doing it. We're I think six games unbeaten against them. We've won eight of the last twelve or thirteen games against them. It's been a huge change where I assume those times where there's nearly a fear to play Kilkenny now, it's bring it on. Yeah, a huge shift in mindset, uh, huge. And it was probably a mental block there for a long time. You had a bit of a part to play in in that game too, didn't you? In the the Leinster semi-final win against Kilkenny in 2017. (laughs) What would that be, lads? Did you get the goal, maybe? Um, I was on the end of it anyway. I think uh, Jack Guiney was trying to raise the ball. <laughs> I wasn't waiting. Ar- I wasn't waiting around too long. Uh, I wasn't on the field too long, and I needed to make an impact. So I just pulled on the first thing I saw. You know, ended up in the net, and it was it was huge. Yeah, Jeez, it was happy. it was huge. And happy days. Happy days, and it was uh, it was fantastic. It was it's a great experience, but. You have to win stuff. You have to win trophies at the end of the day, don't you? And the lads brought moved moved that on even further again. Like they've driven that on and like and winning last year in the Leinster final uh, and beating Kilkenny and then also beating Kilkenny in the minor. It said a lot. Then it said a lot about the county that we're obviously doing things right from an underage point of view. Uh, Willie Cleary's put in a huge effort from a, a hurling three six five point of view and uh, like that shows that we're doing t- we're, we're doing something right so like that that day in particular to be able to win to be able to beat Kilkenny in two Leinster finals and, and come home together with the Cups that same evening you know that was massive it certainly was and at a point that um, Anthony Daly made just last Sunday or the Sunday before after the Wexford Kilkenny game that some of these young Kilkenny players don't know what it's like to beat Wexford and some of the young Wexford guys don't know what it's like to lose to Kilkenny it just shows the change in times and the, and the strength of Wexford hurling at the moment a uh, very good point uh, yeah we just need to capitalise on it now and there's no point stopping I mean if our seniors are doing well at the moment that will be the rock that you'll perish on if you don't continue the development underage We've, this is now when we need to build even even more than ever, um, we need to get we need to get um, the proper type of coaching uh, into our uh, underage squads. There seems to be a real a real um, winning mindset starting from the seniors, and that seems to be trickling down. And there seems to be a real unique Wexford style. I mean, some of probably the more traditional Wexford hurling supporters. We're probably l- lamenting this new style of hurling that we have, but I think it suits us. It suits us, and um, uh, it, it's something. It's finally we have a we have our style. We have our Wexford brand of hurling, and if we can just implement that into all all squads, all all underage squads, and drive it on to an even an even bigger level, I think that could be huge, and we could even get more success. And never mind Kilkenny, we could we, we should we should uh, endeavour to beat everybody out there. Yeah, and when you talk about that style, I mean you're not just talking about playing a sweeper, I assume. It's more the running game, the passing game, the intelligence on the ball. It's it's, it's an intelligent style, it's an innovative style. Is that the way that you'd be working now with the under twenty squad? Yeah, I think by just saying that we have a sweeper, I think that's actually lazy analysis really and um it it's it's not as simple as that. It's not as simple as that at all. Like you know, first of all, the guys have to be really, really comfortable on the ball, and that's what has obviously ha- has happened over the last number of years. That comes from great coaching. 
that comes from a really good coach. And so Davey, first and foremost, is a really good coach. He's helped by the lads in the backroom team, Keith Roster, Saoirse Bolfin, and some of the other lads. Like they're obviously getting really good coaching. Like so, they're they're the game is evolving the whole time. They're being imaginative. They're um, resourceful on the ball. They're using a lot of pace, a lot of power. We see that like other teams are now trying to stop our wing backs from getting up the field, but some teams are actually copying it. Where I think we have it now. At such a level, I think we're, um, we're we're probably one of the most innovative teams, possibly with Limerick, along with Limerick in, in the country, and like that has only happened over a short number of years. And yes, obviously we're looking at the scene from from an under twenty level. We're looking at the seniors, and uh, we're trying to implement it, and we're trying to uh, we're going to try and uh, follow the seniors' lead, and um, from a continuity point of view. That's what we need. We need players that are ready to go and ready to uh, take their chance if, if the seniors come looking for them. So we need them prepared and we need them ready to go. Yeah, I mean, it's, it certainly feels that where time's gone by, the, it was more reactive. It was more Wexford hearing about what another, what another county were doing and going, oh, we should do that too. Whereas... Now Wexford are the trendsetters. Now you have people looking at what Wexford are doing and going, oh, we should do that too, or we should try that too. Yeah, like if you if you want to put it another way, like if you wanna if you wanna stay if you wanna stay playing the conventional way, you're just gonna produce the same conventional results. So you have to change something. You have to change something, and by going down. Going, by going down that that sweeper uh, that sweeper direction or uh, seventh defender and and deciding to play it maybe a radical new way maybe that's what we needed and it takes like it, it it to play that kind of a way it takes as I said earlier it takes a lot of very good coaching and guys that are confident and willing to keep doing it keep trying it because we all know from playing with our clubs we <laughs> we often. Uh, Try try the latest trend doesn't work. <laughs> Throw it out the window and try it another way. And try try something else the next day, don't we? And we eventually end up going back to the the conventional way. Um, it's what you know, really. And yeah, and I, I suppose again, it's well, it's all well and good having a, a great style of of play and all, but you still need the commitment and the work rate. And if you go back to the match on Saturday against Dublin, you had. You know, Rory O'Connor standing up with the scores and Jack O'Connor with the goal. But then on the other end of the field, you had a hook from Kevin Foley near the end. That was a goal-saving hook. And you had Jack O'Connor chasing a, a, you know, a lost cause down. He was probably 15 yards away from a Dublin defender. He just chased him down and was able to get a block in, which ended up being a 65 in the last minute for Wexford for Paul Morris to put over, where it could have gone down the other end for... Dublin to possibly get an equalising point. Yeah, like we can. It's all. It's, it's you have to. You have to marry the two together. You have to marry your 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 strategy and your tactics together with your basics, and that's a really good attitude, a fighting spirit, passion, work rate. Like if you haven't got that, you're you're beaten. That that's it. You're beaten. So you have to marry the two together, um, and that's what a good team is. They can do that. But like we saw, everyone saw Rory O'Connor's great scores. But Kevin Foley's hook at the very end was just as as important. And Jack O'Connor's hook against Kilkenny, or or he chased he chased his man down the field, or somebody else's man, and he chased him and he won the ball back for the team. So this is a lot of the work, a lot of the never, or a lot of the 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 never give up attitude that the lads are bringing right to the final whistle. You saw Mikey Dwyer um, getting a start, and I think Dave will be delighted to see his uh, attitude and his work rate when he got back to hoop somebody. I think he'd done it in the previous game when he came on as well. That's what you want first and foremost is somebody that's willing to sacrifice himself for the team and, and put in the hard yards and get that ball back for the team. So that's that that's massively important. Paul Morris got a score in the first half of the game and we saw Sean Murphy, uh, Connor Furman and Damien Rick making runs off his shoulder on the twenty one. So 
you know, guys running for the team. Even they might never get the ball, but they're still making the runs. They're still uh, they're still uh, doing their damnedest to to help out their teammate. Creating options and making selfless runs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's part and parcel of a team working together. And there's still more to come from like I'd say Chin and Matt Hanlon are a good few weeks away from being properly match fit. So we can only expect the team to improve. Yeah, yeah. Um, it probably wasn't the worst thing in the world for the lads to have a break mentally, physically, because it helped all, it, it, it helped them refresh, but also it probably forced a couple of the lads to stand up and take uh, take control. Like we saw Paddy Foley, um, centre-back, leading by example when Matthew wasn't there. And we saw Jack standing up and leading by example when she, when 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 Chin wasn't there. So, you know, that that there in itself works out and it brings a lot more to the team in the long run. And I reckon there's a lot more to come from this team. I'd say they're only showing maybe one hand really. They've they've got a lot more to come for the championship. They don't want to be shown too much in terms of tactics. And uh, considering they're playing a lot of Leinster teams in the league, so I'd say they're using a lot of stuff from last year. And um, so it's really, really exciting to see what's going to come down the road. So you think that Davy Fitz is holding back, holding back his hand for the championship and, and and not not giving away too much? You think he'll have extra plans now, come May? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I'd say he's got he's got a uh, he's got something new, something something different, like. You're looking at all these teams in Leinster. They've probably spent their winter uh, uh, looking at Wexford and, and trying to come up with a way of uh, stopping them from hurling. Like we saw at Dublin, what they were trying to do to stop our wing backs. So um, I'd say uh, we'll see something new. It could be anything. It's uh, <laughs> as it's, I wouldn't like to be reading Davy's mind, but uh, it will. It, it we see we see bits and pieces maybe coming from different sports, whether it's from uh, the Premiership, or whether it's from NFL, you can see bits and pieces, and that's 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 great to see. Like that's great to see that um, coaches are, are looking into other sports and um, trying to find something that they can use. That's I mean, it'll, it'll 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 certainly be exciting to see what he <clears throat> what extra he can come up with. He's he's already had cornerback scoring points, and even last year, Liam Ryan scoring points. Mark Fanning got a point from play against Kilkenny this year. I don't know where he else, else he can go with this, but it's certainly exciting. Yeah, see, like, I suppose, like, there's a lot of little things that go on during the game. A lot of little little moves here or there, puckouts, uh, line balls, um, opposition puckouts um, that a lot of people don't see. And hopefully we don't see Mark Fanning coming out with his goal too much. <laughs> 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 or, or trying to get up the field too much, maybe, on long solar runs. Maybe we can try and curtail that. But uh, it just shows you as well that the guys are really, really comfortable um, to express themselves on the ball. Um, we saw near the end Mark coming out of the goal, looking for a short freeze, short, short balls. Rory taking that free out on the sideline. I don't know if he was meant to take it or not. <laughs> Thought he was jogging over for it, but he had the confidence to bang that over himself. Like So... You've got players that are really comfortable in their own bodies and willing to express themselves. Uh, that and that that's brilliant. Like that's it's so good. It's very hard to get that in a in a team, especially when they come under pressure in the last few minutes of a game. When I look back at your career with eight county titles, one Leinster title, and you had, we say a lot of success. Like for most players, that is a serious career. Do you look back and think? I've had a great career, I had great success, or do you look back and think what could have been, as in you, you possibly could have won more Leinsters with Owlert, could have won uh, a Leinster inter-county or could have won more, how do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, um, to be, I, I think I was very, very lucky. Very lucky. Um, if I look back at my career, generally a lot of it would, be, would have been club-based because of the success that we did have. I mean, like, if I was to say to uh, anybody out there that you're going to win, if you play for this, if you play senior for your club, you're going to win eight, eight county titles and one Leinster title. 
Because you'd, you'd take your hand off, wouldn't you? I think I was very, very lucky. Like with our club up in Owlers, I was used to winning from under ten, all through the underage ranks, winning, winning, failing the gales. Came straight in, played in county county senior finals, played played in a minor title in all five, and start, start and, and started in a senior final in in in, in two thousand and six, right up uh, to two thousand and seventeen, I think, except for the. One little hiccup in 2014 when we got knocked out with the quarterfinal. And then the Leinster title in 2015 was huge. We had <laughs> we had went so long without getting that. And possibly, if we hadn't have won that in 2015, maybe you'd look back with a lot of regret saying, Geez, we, could, we should have done more, we should have got more out of it. And possibly, yeah, maybe we should have we should have gotten All-Ireland out of it that year. But... To be to be fair, to be able to come back year after year, and 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 keep keep trying to win county titles, keep going back, keep trying to win a Leinster, it, there's a massive amount of resolve there, and I'd be proud of that. Um, and from a from a Wexford point of view, it was probably a stark contrast. Really, it was a matter of um, it was a matter of just trying to stem the flow and trying to get maybe. Trying to trying to win win some big games maybe and it wasn't a fantastic time to be playing with Wexford. We weren't winning a lot of important games. We were playing in the in the lower division in the league. It wasn't as easy as it is now. There wasn't as many people supporting us. Crowds weren't as big. Um, weren't uh, we weren't really playing in Leinster finals. I mean, I went from playing in Leinster final in two thousand and eight, and the next time I played in one was. My last year with Wexford, 2018, was it? So, yeah. One thing I would be happy about is that I personally kept going and and and, and kept putting on the Wexford jersey when it was easier not to. When it would have been easier, a lot of people would have decided, no, this is not for me. There's not a whole lot of success in this for me. Um, but you know, as somebody, a lot of a lot of guys. There's a lot of fellas there. Some of them, my club mates, Rory Jacob, key roster. Many more. Kieran Kenny from Buffers Alley. A lot of guys hurled for Wexford when there was very little success and very very little plaudits. And right now, that's why it's so good to see guys now getting All Star awards, getting uh, nominated for Hurler of the Year, and just see, you know, that's the level that it's gone to now. Under Liam Dunn, in a couple of occasions, say in 2014, you beat Clare, you beat Waterford, then. You got a big beating against Limerick. In then the year later, you beat Cork in the championship for the first time in forty years. Sometimes there was like almost like a false dawn in that period where you'd you'd make a lot of progress and then it'd feel like you take two steps back. Why do you think the progress wasn't sustained at certain times? Why couldn't it keep going for a full season? Say? So you're going back to the original point of um where we are in the league and like at the moment we're playing we're playing at the top level in, in, in terms of the league and playing top teams week in, week out and getting conditioned mentally and physically to beat those teams. And then you're going back to training the following Monday, Tuesday, and you're preparing you're 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 re, you're a, you're looking you're looking back at that game, you're breaking it down, guys are giving feedback and then you start building towards the next big game again. And planning and getting used to that. Probably back in 14, 15, 16, we probably weren't playing at a high level in the league and we weren't conditioned enough to keep that up against those teams. Like you could always say around that period that you could beat one of the top teams any day, but, but we weren't consistent. We knew that ourselves, we weren't consistent. Um, at, in 14, when we played Clare, two big games. We barely got him, barely got over him in the in the second game in in Wexford Park. That was a huge moment. Like we kind of we were we were nearly afraid to win the match, you know. Um, and then we prepared well for Waterford. We got over that, and we just didn't have time to prepare um, the same for Limerick, and it came a cropper. So it's uh, that's what I put it down to. We just we just weren't. Uh, we just weren't in the at in, at the same level as we are now, and players probably not as confident at the time. Probably we probably didn't have the same type of uh, 
probably didn't know our system inside out like the guys do now at the moment they've been working on it for a long period it's unique like it's their unique system and we probably didn't have anything like that at the time so it was a different it was a different time for Wexford Hurling you know you missed out on that uh, Division 2 league in 2010 (laughs) (laughs) another one yeah I I went for a trip to um with the local papers that I emigrated, but I hadn't emigrated. I just went for a trip to Australia for a few for a few months. In fairness to Liam Don, he had me back for the first round of the club championship that year. <laughs> he made me captain as well, so it kind of forced me back. I was just thinking of when uh, when you said we weren't playing in the top rounds of the league, because I remember Wexford won the league that year, finally got back to the top, and then they restructured the league, so we're in Division 2 again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we lost out. So we we never really got a we never really got that opportunity to um, attack those top teams. And generally, what we found in those years, like you 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 beat somebody in a in a Leinster semi, and then you'd come across Kilkenny at some stage, you know, an unbelievable Kilkenny team, and then you probably get beaten pretty well, and then you're trying to come back off that and. We all know that after a loss, everything is wrong, don't we? <laughs> everything yeah. is wrong. Everyone's to blame. And I remember one particular year, we were get we 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 got Limerick, Galway, Tipperary, like strong teams in the qualifiers. So it was hard to get a run at it. Hard to win games consistently. Who is the best player you ever played with? The best player that I've ever played with. Oh, well, you don't have to say me. It's okay. This is a tough one. Oh yeah. County Minor Buddies 2005, was it, Ben? You went on to be a stalwart for Wexford. I went on to be a stalwart for the Ferns junior team. Funny, your father was over that team too, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's over the Ferns junior team as well. (laughs) He's a great man, fairness to him. The best player you ever played with. I'd have to look at one of the older lads, I'd imagine. Probably somebody like Keith Roster, who I played with for a long time. He's a fantastic player. Uh, probably uh, one of the best hurlers in the country for a long time. And would have got numerous all-stars if he had played for any other um, county. So, yeah, a wicked man in the full-back line too. <laughs> Even though he'll never own up to it. <laughs> Who's the toughest person you ever marked? Never really liked answering these questions for some for, for some reason. You don't like giving giving people credit. <laughs> no, no, I don't like giving people credit. No, I think that <laughs> that must be it, lad. That must be it. I'd say there was one particular day I remember walking in for a throw-in on Michael Fennelly, and he was reigning hurler of the year. And I don't know who it was. What the guy that was playing midfield with me for Wexford was standing at the back of the throw-in, marking someone else, and he let, left Fennelly for me. In fairness, don't you sound? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he knows who he is, too. <laughs> I think he's a club name, mine. But I think he's reigning hurler of the year at the time. I think he ended up getting man the match. I ended up getting taken off. So, he, he, uh, I don't, you wouldn't see... You wouldn't see much like him. I mean, six foot four, six foot five, like a tank, like a wrecking ball. <laughs> so, and uh, and then recently, I suppose a player that I came across that was quite good, and I felt like he had all the attributes: both big, both powerful, both strong, skillful, tough, really, really tough. Um, is new enough player Willie O'Donoghue that plays for Napiersig in Limerick? Plays for Limerick senior hurlers at the moment as well. He was a guy that he was a guy that was a tough marker. He's uh gonna be a very good player for a long time with Limerick. So yeah. Very good. And what sort of hurlage you use? I was uh, Brian Brian Welch in Enniscorty. He has looked after me and a lot of the lads for a long time. So anything that I ever needed I always got from Brian. He was always there with it with a pocket full of grips um, half an hour before a match I was there with a text message for the week of the championship game if you needed any hurdles to be looked after and he's still looking after me at the moment in fairness to him so 
yeah, you can't ask for uh, you can't ask for much better. Probably one of the best in the country to to, to mend the hurdle as well. Okay, and are Wexford going to win the All Ireland this year? Um, they're certainly good enough, and they certainly believe it themselves that they're good enough. Um, they have a manager that has done it before in Davy Fitz. They got over a huge hurdle last year when they won the Leinster title. That was a huge one. So they're all very, very ambitious. The management team involved with Davy is young and ambitious, and they want to do. They want to. They want to um, propel this team forward and win the All Ireland. And uh, I think this team. It's not. It's hard to say that they deserve it. I mean, you have to. Um, you, you don't just get things because you deserve it. You know, you have to work very, very hard for it. And I think that they're doing that. I mean, they're doing more. They're putting in as many hours as anybody, if not more, to um, try and get there. So I think they absolutely can win it. We need to move on from. We need to move on there. I think uh, the '96 guys are still are, are fed up celebrating, and uh, <laughs> they uh, they they need a break. I think. Yeah, I think we've got a we've got a group of men that um, certainly are good enough to do it. In the short term, can we beat Carlo in Wexford Park on Sunday? Oh, absolutely! But it's not going to be easy because uh, they came down last year and they put it up. They put it up to us big time. They've got one of the best hurdlers in the country in Marty Kavanagh. They've always, from my experience of playing against Carlo, they've always been very, very tough and they can always, they they will always think that they can beat, they can beat Wexford and um, like if Wexford don't show up or like they will get beaten. So I think from a Wexford point of view, whoever plays, whether there's guys that are going to be um, getting some action, some of the newer guys, we need to win the game. Simple as that. Create create that winning habit. Keep it going. It's not going to be easy though. No, hopefully so. Thanks very much for doing this, Davy. You're a trooper. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks. No problem. Thanks very much, Davy. My pleasure, lads. Matthew Hanlon trying to buy himself a bit of space. A point for Matthew Hanlon. It's not here. It's in the net. That's just a little soundbite from the commentary of Davy's goal in the famous win over Kilkenny in 2017. We really enjoyed talking to him. Very nice fella. Hope you enjoyed listening. Unfortunately, Shane Tompkins couldn't make it. What I'm told is that he bought a new rocking chair in Ikea and it's taking an abnormal amount of time to assemble. So the best of luck to him with that. We'll be back soon with a new episode. In the meantime, like, share, retweet. Thanks for listening. Take care. Awesome heart, I like